0: Did you have any fantasy football team this weekend? And how did they get on?
1: So to be really good at, you need to
0: take people in, draw people out, and you know, make sure you're doing these booths here and there. I'm like... Oh. You... Got myself in my own fantasy team. Got myself in my own fantasy team. Got
1: myself in my own fantasy team. There's too much tinkering around for me.
0: Straighten the phone and check
1: who the captain was, what points they got, where they
0: come from? fantasy league.
1: So I don't play it,
0: I, I live in the real world, not the fantasy world. So, everyone,
1: welcome to game week six of the Premium Play FPL podcast. Uh, we were just talking off air then. There's a lot to talk about this week, obviously, with Chelsea's or well, Chelsea v City this week. And then after that, I know City play Liverpool, but the, the, the fixtures take a real turn um, over the next few weeks. So, very much exciting to talk them through FPL and our. Our decision making this week and stats behind it. Um, so yeah, I'm joined as always by by Mindy. Are
0: you, are you losing sleep over your decisions this week or what? No, I'm. I'm I feel like it's not it's not that stressful. I'm, I'm not in the position you're you're in where you wake up every morning, fretting about your team. Um, <laughs> I uh, I'm in cold sweat seeing you above me, lad. <laughs> a little bit frustrated with just like my bench. That's mainly like I think a lot of people re- came to rely on their bench this week and uh, probably should have thought a bit more thought a bit more into that at the start of the season. Uh, but did all right, so it's, it's just something to bear in mind that especially maybe after the next international break, having a having a good bench option probably gonna need it if managers rotate like uh, like Klopp and some other managers did. I think one of the other things. That caught a lot of managers uh, off guard was uh, Benitez lying about, well, not lying, but he just didn't tell anyone about player availability regarding that. Was it Pickford? He didn't mention that he was injured and, Rich and Allison and, as well. And and um, I don't think anybody knew about Mendy being injured. It was a bit of a surprise seeing Kepper on the team sheet. Uh, yeah. So and apparently he's got some some form of injury. So um, that's. Um, We've always had managers sort of trying to avoid the question about player but just sort of completely not mentioning that a key player is 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 out is, is a bit. Hopefully, that's not a trend that continues. But yeah, um, so yeah, uh, should we um crack through crack through the admin and then get get into uh the running order and everything?
1: Yeah, just a hello there to Pete, who's watching live. He's looking forward to the Alonso chat. Um, Chilwell and James displaced by the old guard, which is, yeah, very much interesting, isn't it? With Azpilicueta and Alonso return to form. Well, Azpilicueta never really fell out, but he's got that right wing position, right wing back position almost nailed now, hasn't it? It would be interesting to see. With the easier turn of fixtures, he might revert back to James and James will become an option again. But I do think that, that Chilwell-Alonso is a, an interesting dilemma going forward now.
0: Yes yeah, so stay tuned for that that's 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 definitely a talking point um so yeah in terms of um, mm-hmm. run through the admin I get mm-hmm. it out of the way so um yeah Twitter handle premiums for fPL same on Instagram give us a like on YouTube if you're um well I, I guess uh, if you're watching now you, you might not have decided whether you like it or not but if you do like it after you finish watching hit like. Uh, and subscribe etc uh if you want access to the league to the league we're doing um 50 pound cash prize uh send us a dm on uh instagram or Twitter and it's back to a saturday deadline this week so we don't have to fret on a friday um r- really don't like those friday deadlines' They're, um feels a bit just, rushed doesn't it it's yeah, I don't know, it's just um and like there was a lot of um drama on well not drama, but there was some to and fro in about Rafinha and Bamford, like whether they're gonna be fit and stuff on Friday, and it emerged quite late that like it was actually Harrison that was injured and not Rafinha. Um so l- l- last Friday was um tricky for a lot of people. But yeah, Saturday deadline this week. So um
1: The only but- bonus to a, a Friday night um Deadline. Sorry, if you if you are playing a wild card that week, it almost helps you because you kind of catch them price rises, don't you? That happen because a lot of price rises happen Friday into Saturday. So that that is one. If there is, I'm not sure there is a Friday deadline coming up, but if you're looking to play a wild card anytime soon, that's one to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah. So uh, and um, for the podcast listeners, if you're not listening live, we're uh, recording this uh, Wednesday before the the cup matches. So uh, keep an eye out for any injuries. There's some Premier League teams in action tonight, so hopefully hopefully, no one big gets injured, but um, it can happen. So, the running order this week, uh, we're going to look into United and City. Uh, we both support those teams, so it m- makes sense to touch base on them, the key players from those teams every month or so. Um, so, yeah, we'll look at uh, we'll, we'll look at Man United and City, uh, especially the City defence, Is that's something that People will be looking at soon, and then um, a lot of talk over the weekend about uh, the whipping boys—the the teams that have emerged as the best teams to target. There's sort of enough data now to go on to sort of, to be confident in, in in that sort of in the data trends, the stats on that, and then also on the flip side, which teams are the best teams to target for for clean sheets, the fortresses, uh, and then something a bit different uh, for the running order. We're looking at uh, the surprise packages of the season because there's been a few, a few little surprises. If you're a loyal XG merchant, maybe Brighton being so high at the table isn't a surprise, but being in the Champions League places is certainly a surprise. So yeah, we're looking at Brighton, uh, Alonso as mentioned before, and then um, tongue in cheek, Lord Lord De Permento. Um, we had Lord Lunch from this year. Uh, he's not scored a goal yet, so maybe premature. And- giving him the Lord tag maybe we should um think of something maybe just uh we just give him an MBE for now something like that uh, <laughs> uh but yeah he, he, he's, he's certainly he, gonna be he, key he,
1: he, yeah he looked, he looked brilliant against City obviously he was up against Jack Grealish and yeah he was, he was really good and he got forward a few times so yeah when, when the fixtures start to get a bit easier Southampton which is around game week eight I think everyone's going to have him he's going to be another lunchroom so yeah
0: and then um the uh the weekly bit of fun: snog, marry, avoid. Callum's Callum's up this week, telling people who he's snogging, marrying, and avoiding. Uh, so yeah, if you if you knew, that's basically buy, hold, sell, but but just different. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, premium planning section where we go through captains and uh, transfer plans, etc., looking ahead over the next few weeks, trying to be smart and uh, not make rash decisions, trying to put together some some plans for. For looking ahead uh anything else to mention so i think that i think that's that's great We're obviously lots to talk
1: about this podcast looking forward to it uh we'll just run through our teams quickly we weirdly we both got the same the same score last week 61 um i didn't make any did i make any transfer? yeah i did make transfers sorry it seems like such a long time ago now brought in myself for Regulon and kane for ronaldo which probably should have done a week earlier uh but nevertheless. So we got Sanchez in goal, didn't get his clean sheet. Duffy got an assist. um, So I think, was it like 70th minute Brighton conceded? So I would have been on for a monster haul with Duffy and Sanchez, but nevertheless, you can never rule out Jamie Vardy. Marcel won, Shaw too, who most people are going to try and look to ship, I reckon, after the Villa game for the Chelsea Turner fixtures. Um, Williams came in, but might as well not have with zero um and rafinha eight. quite unfortunate i think not to get more from him uh i think he got two late chances there was one way took a lot of time but i think his goal was very fortunate so in a sense fortunate to get that but he could have added to his tally late on for sure Salah captain 24 so 12 uh ben rama obviously his goal deflected goal 10 and to Zoko two, so kind of that four point five midfielder coming in for me didn't work out this week for Antonio, uh, which will be interesting with three premiums going forward. Ronaldo who's six, and Lukaku two, three nil win. And we've all bigged up bigged up last few podcasts that he'll be involved with every goal that Chelsea have, and he didn't get involved in three, which is a bit annoying. But they've got a tough game against City, and then, then the real good fixtures start to come for Chelsea.
0: Yeah. So um, and and what's your uh, so that put you on sixty one then? Yeah, small 61. rank
1: rise to five hundred thousand. But at that at this time of the year, if you're in top million, it's not too much of an issue, is it? You
0: you hadn't already said your rank, had you? No, no, no. Because I, it's, it's, I I always sort of like zone out sometimes a little bit when you are talking about your team, and then you say your rank, and I'm like, so what rank are you? So I'm, I are, just just thought, are you are just you like, just asking me because you're in front of me, or what? <laughs> I just thought. No, I just thought uh I hope I've not made that mistake again. Cause uh yeah, I had a message I had a message from um my Kieran, which I, I think I, I mentioned to you the other week. He was like, you you always seem to ask Callum something and it's something he's already said. So I've like I've made a mental note just to uh to try and be more disciplined. Um so h- how do you feel about um having uh, Marcel? Because uh he was at fault for um like the penalty and by all accounts he had a shocker and um talk of it going to a four four two. which yeah. might yeah
1: well yeah it's interesting in it because the first few games wolves everyone was talking about these great underlying numbers and that i think that feeds through to the management doesn't yeah. it with uh, lager he'll probably think well would we you win eventually Where um, we all know we potter and Brighton, and he, he stuck to his team because eventually the results will come this year they're coming so but last the last game against brentford they were, they were comprehensively beaten um and Marcel, for the goal, for the penalty, the corner just before that, he, the referee was like, no more, otherwise penalty. And then the next one, he was even worse. He was like, what is going on? Basically, It was, it
0: was, it was like watching your favourite sport, wasn't it? A bit of WWE in the penalty area.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting that uh, obviously everyone's jumped on the Wolves. I think not only Marcel could lose his place, but we talked about Semedo's great numbers, didn't we, the big chances. If they revert to a four at the back, that will you think would will go. Um yeah. I don't think I don't think there's any, any reason to worry just yet. I'd be very surprised if he completes he switched his game plan off one game. But it's one of them. If they get beat again off Southampton, it's gonna be interesting. Mm,
0: yeah. Um so yeah should move on to my team. Yep. So uh the transfer I made last week was uh Antonio to Bamford uh, I didn't really want to make the transfer. I would have preferred to have just held Antonio, but we've just been like as I mentioned in the intro, my bench is awful. I couldn't really afford to have uh Antonio on the bench and not have that player in a, my starting eleven. So yeah, Bamf got Bamford's assist, which is something. But um bit worried about Leeds, really. I'm not sure if I actually want to hold Bamford. Uh if Rafinha's, like, there's talk of Bamford being injured and Rafinha came off early in that game. All right. They've got injuries mounting uh, in the squad. I just think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I might just end up doing Bamford back to Antonio this week. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, I watched yeah. the uh,
1: FPLY, sorry for just coming on. Late Rises got ailing starting this week and he actually said he will probably prefer him to be injured because he'll get more points from him, which I <laughs> thought was quite funny. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, it's, it's a funny one at Leeds at the minute. They'd, they need the international break to come fast so they can get players back, I think. Um I I had a funny feeling that Simicast might start. And uh so I, I was I, I played I played him ahead of someone, I can't remember who. Uh but yeah, he did and got um clean sheets, which was which was decent. Um not just shabby so, bench points, was it? No, no, he didn't he wasn't of that. That was uh, foresight. I think um I think I think now that Simicast has shown that he can be an able deputy and he looked good in the League Cup last night as well, I think. I think around Champions League games and international breaks, I wouldn't be surprised if he does use that option just to just to manage uh, Robertson's fitness and workload. But, but yeah, we'll see. Uh probably we'll still get rid of Simicast when I come to wildcard though. Uh Shared your frustration on the Brighton clean sheet loss, but um, got we got lucky with Benrahma's deflection like you did. Uh, Fernandez, I I would probably wouldn't have him anymore, but I just it's not really a priority to get rid of. him. you got got to keep him, aren't you? Yeah, and then Uh, address next year. It was a bit annoying you didn't get an assist in the for Ronaldo's goal because it was his cross, but then Ronaldo shot hit the keeper and then he. On the deflection, he scored from his own his own rebound, so yeah, it doesn't count as an assist. But that that connection does look good, though the Portuguese connection. We'll talk we'll talk more about United later. But yeah, um, Ben Rama, uh It was a lot of people did Ben Rama to Rafinha last week, but um, I don't. He was quite. He didn't really. I don't think he did a lot in that game apart from it, Bowen seemed to be carrying a lot more of the attacking threat from watching that game. But yeah. I feel quite lucky with those Ben Ram points. We um, yeah, able we'll to take them. And, yeah, that was it, that was it really, um, for the scoring players in my team. Um, Damari Gray, hoping he can do something against Norwich this week, but um, not that confident uh, with Everton because, yeah, they've got Charleston and calvert out. So, not sure, like, what that means for how they play. Like, are they going to have someone to target? How are they going to keep the ball at the pitch, et cetera? Um, I but, think
1: weirdly the game against Villa Demari that was Damari's great best game like on the stats I think he had two shots inside the box uh so he was a bit more of a talisman actually for Everton right. so you could look at it the other way Norwich more emphasis on him so yeah I, I still I still think as if I got him against Norwich I'll still be confident
0: of getting some points I feel um before we uh, forget uh we should probably mention something about uh, Ishmael Assar. uh neither of us had him. And uh my brother had him. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um I think that, that's why I thought it'd be good to do the um the whipping boys thing section this week because if we if we thought about that maybe last week, maybe we would have looked at Saar last week because um Norwich, Leeds and Newcastle which are his three fixtures, like they are the three whipping boys in a row. So pe- people who went for Saar if you brought Sar in last week, that's amazing. Like you've um you've done exactly what you're supposed to do, like bring in a player that is a talisman for three plum fixtures. Um so yeah, fair play to the people who who brought in Saar. I just wonder if um I wonder just how much of it is the fact that he's a great option, or is it just because Norwich are really, really bad. But yeah, Leeds and Newcastle are also shipping chances, so he's got He's got a chance to replicate that over the next two. Yeah. And we'll talk about
1: this in further detail. But players like Sa, Ben Rama, Will Rufino scoring, they're making it a lot, lot easier for, for players to go three, aren't they? Three premiums on their wild card. Because the midfield was where people would lose the value of getting a seven to eight. So it's making the decision a lot easier for people, I think, going forward.
0: You know, um, last week I was saying there should be a phrase for um, having. Ronaldo, Lukaku, and Salah. And I was like, what's the abbreviation? And we just we just both sort of panicked and couldn't think of anything. But I think the community have gone with freemium, three freemium. premium. All right. so, yeah. so it's, it's it same as the same Ronaldo Salah Lukaku every ten minutes. Honest, that's pro- probably going to be something that we have to talk about all season.
1: Yeah. Well they're uh, just the players when you're watching the games that you just fear, don't you? Like if I didn't have Ronaldo in that West Ham game, I'll be I'd be terrified. Um so, you want to? We will talk about Ronaldo now, actually. So, this is a, a stat from Big Man Backer. Uh, as you can see there, if you're watching live or if you're on the podcast, shots in the box 12, big chances five, his XG 3.24, and that's without a penalty yet, which we wait to see if it's going to be Ronaldo or Bruno. Penalty area touches 21. Uh, so, he's saying only Lukaku from game week seven makes so much sense, but losing Ronaldo. It's going to be a scary thought for, for teams that don't have, that don't have Lukaku, and they've got to make that decision. Um, I don't know about your opinion on it, but I just the last two, I just I just can't see myself going going without him, even in the tough fixtures. I'm happy to go without any other United player for the tough fixtures, but I just can't see myself going out without him, and that's a city fan. I just think from an FPL point of view, he's, he's everything you want. You just shoot on sight, he? and the whole teams the whole team already direct to him like this. Pretty much, He's pretty much sabotaged everyone else's FPL points for his sake. But seeing United's game, they look a lot better. I think they're going to be in ch- stronger challenges for it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing that he didn't manage to win one penalty at the weekend. Like, I think he's mess- determined to, to show that he's on penalties, isn't it? Yeah, I, I wonder if the fact that he went down too easy for one of them and the ref was just like, you know what? Screw you, I'm not giving you one. Uh, like, you know, it's like his reputation preceded him. Um, but th- there are, like, yeah, this, these stats do look amazing. He could have had, he should have had two or three at the weekend. I, th- I just think that um, the fact that his stats do drop off massively against top six, like, I don't know how well you can translate it, but if you look at how he did for Juventus last season, the, the line share of his goals came against teams in the bottom half of the of the Serie A and then when he faced teams in the top six it dropped off hugely. So it's it I think it's still a tricky decision. Like I can't because if he scores if he's gonna be scoring one one goal and not getting bonus points for example and it's just six points it's it's not that for a twelve and a half million asset like you it's you, you kind of want in like a haul like a double digit haul from that player, like quite often. So, if there's a run of games where which he might have soon, I think he has three in a row where he's facing. Yeah. Um, it's I, I don't think it's that terrifying still. It, it depends on how you look at it and what, what else you what else you sacrifice sacrificing, but um, you've got, it's, I think it's bigger, good, bigger cojones than me. Well, because if you're not captaining them in, in any of those games, then. It's 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 not I don't know maybe maybe I'll eat my words when it actually comes to making the decision it's it's all right, all well and good saying this when it actually comes to hitting that transfer out but we'll see um, and as, are yeah, you, as in you in say, agreement
1: you... that it's, that it's Ronaldo or no one when you look at United oh yeah
0: yeah so um, when we did uh, my was it my striker no, not striker avoid the other week and I had Shaw as my avoid which um, Raised, raised a couple of eyebrows from yourself. It, it was just because I just think that United are just gonna find a way to concede in most in most games. I think I just well, not most games, but just in games where you wouldn't where you're expecting a clean sheet. I just think there's a, there's, there's always a mistake at the back. Like Maguire was making, again, made a couple of mistakes at the weekend, and it just doesn't look that, that solid. West Ham kind of put together quite a few good chances in that game, so. So yeah, I think it's an easy decision to go for a City or Chelsea defender over Shaw if you're wildcarding or if you can make that swap. Yeah, I don't think anyone's disputing that he could still get an assist or two, but like that won't.
1: If he's not getting a clean sheet, he's getting five or eight. And you've almost if Ruda gets clean sheet or Christensen or Alonso, any of the any of the Chelsea boys, they've already matched it, haven't they? So I think that clean sheet is quite critical when you weigh up which defender you're going to bring in.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um so yeah, I think if you've not already got rid of Bruno, like loads of people are doing that. He's one of the most transferred out players and that makes sense. Like you don't want two, 12 million assets from the same team and the fixtures are getting harder. Uh and then if you've got Greenwood, um he was sort of subbed off at the at the weekend uh, and he does look to be sort of more on the on on the wings now, less involved centrally. So I think he's not like someone I'd urgently want to get rid of, but I think it's probably his time to start thinking about who you're going to replace Greenwood with as well. Is
1: Rashford back? Is he playing tonight? Because when in tougher games comes, Rashford's almost better
0: for United in those tougher games, isn't he? On the character. I think I saw Ollie say today that uh, Rashford's going to be back after the international break. All right, so that's between uh, seven and eight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, still a bit of time, but it's just, like, with with Sancho, like, Lingard coming on and scoring, I think you might see Lingard getting the upstart now and then, which is uh, not something people expected before the start of the season. But, um, yeah, it wouldn't really surprise me. He's, he seems to be coming on and making an impact and th- th- scoring against West Ham the way he did there. the, with the it was quite funny that the, the chance to West stand fans were singing at the weekend, and then and then it all went quiet once he's the one that bags. Um, but yeah, what about what about City? What about what about your part of Manchester? Yeah, it's going to be interesting.
1: Isn't it with with Ronaldo game week seven onwards. I think FPL is going to take a real turn there because if you decide to go without him, and pack your money elsewhere, and it pays off, you're going to make a real difference to everyone else, aren't you? Because I do think the Ronaldo Lukaku will be very popular if Ronaldo scores again this weekend, for sure. Um, I think, in terms I think of... what,
0: just to quickly mention that, I think what might be better is like, so, if you can make it work where you have you have free premiums for a little bit, like, because there's that gimmick seven where United have Everton at home and people are saying, oh, it's going to be, I don't really want to get rid of Ronaldo then. But you could just, I think you, you could have Ronaldo Lukaku and Salah for like game week seven and eight, and then save
1: two transfers, yeah, for now, and then
0: get rid of Ronaldo. And then, once United's like, like, sort of still okay fixtures are out of the way, you can then move one of them on. Uh, you can then move Ronaldo on. Uh, so yeah, there's there's more, there'll be more than one way to play it. It's just, um, gonna take a bit of thinking. Um, th- stuff always changes as well. Like, every- everyone's talking about four at the back this week. A couple weeks ago, it was about. <laughs> Big in midfield. It's 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 <laughs> yeah. It, it's important to plan, but also you have to bear in mind that things change, injuries happen, etc. and stuff. And we've a long react. time in, in FPL. Well, in the in a
1: weekend, a buddy game's a long time in FPL. So yeah, it's interesting, different takes. I do um if we move on to City and talk about the defense. Um I think it's kind of going under the radar at the moment. I know it was a disappointing game at the weekend, nil 0 but again. City have only conceded one goal alongside Liverpool and Chelsea and then we look for those that are playing the wild card or looking to transfer sure out from, from 8 onwards there, other than the United game, because I, I don't think Everton at home is a 4, I think, that, I think that's unfair. Um, so you've got Burnley, Brighton, Crystal Palace and obviously United, and then Everton, West Ham Aston Villa, Watford, Wolves Leeds, Newcastle, so there there's some unbelievable fixtures there and someone who's Caught my eye. Well, quite a lot of people is um, yeah, Alcancelo. Obviously, with Mendy being being away now, we'll, we'll call it that. Um, he can also play left and right back, which helps him compared to the other fullbacks. And he's his first choice left back without a doubt. But it's just when Zinchenko comes in, but then he'll he'll also be covering Walker. I think he's played every league game so far, so, and he got his rest in the league cup. So I think the city. I think. For me, it's going to be City and Chelsea defense that I kind of want to get in. Um, I'm making kind of making plans towards that. Um, I don't know about yourself. I, I just think I think we've, we we're almost going defense first this season. Um, I know our defense has been great in the past few years, but especially with the with the no striker um, situation, he um, kind of wants to make ourselves hard to beat and not concede, so they kind of take that momentum into the Champions League. Um, yeah, so that that's my take on it. I I think Cancelo is a must-have for those that are playing the
0: wild card anytime soon. Yeah, we've got some stats on him as well later, which we'll get to. But um, mm. what what um, we yeah we'll, we'll talk about it more in detail then when we rank them. But um, what what do you think about Grealish? She seems to be playing a lot. I've, I've been to the home games now. I, I just,
1: in terms of FPL, he's playing really well. Don't get me wrong; he's got a goal in the Champions League. I just don't think he's got that that position you want from an FPL player, like taking all the shots and stuff, he's getting very much involved in the team play, but he seems to be out wide and not really getting in the box when I know he got his goal against Norwich. But other than that, he he hasn't had too many opportunities inside the box. That might change with De Bruyne. De Bruyne might find him more if De Bruyne's playing in the midfield. I think what, what he's got going for him is he's not being rotated. So, which for a City player is quite difficult to kind of... Gage, um, he's the one who looks like he's going to be playing every game. I think Pep just wants him to get up to speed with the City play, uh, and he's playing well. Um, but it's, it's probably
0: one to wait and see for me, to see what effect De Bruyne has on Grealish. Because, yeah, I'm just thinking, like, after, like, in game week eight, when City have Burnley, Brighton, Crystal Palace, decent run of three, like, Grealish is someone you'd be able to afford in your midfield if you don't have Ronaldo those weeks. So that's, like, it's just a thought like an example of a way you could maybe get a gain by not having all your money loaded into the three but um yeah it's it's, it's, it's... going to be
1: interesting to see what effect folding has as well because obviously folding likes that left wing position and Grealish folding played really well there against well Wickham, but not not too much to shout about, but yeah it'd be interesting to see what position because there's a lot of talk that Grealish might play number eight at the start of the season and now it's switched that folding might play number eight centre mid so that that's going to be interesting to keep an eye
0: on and um what would you say to people who've got Torres I mean a lot of people are trying to sell him this week
1: yeah
0: tricky one isn't it the next two
1: don't look great from a striker's point of view it's one of them I would be tempted to sell him if I had him this week. We talked about Saar, didn't we? The next two great fixtures. I, I probably would be tempted
0: to sell him. Fair. Uh, yeah. Anything else to mention on on City?
1: No, uh, not really. I just yeah, I just think the defense is great, and everyone's talking about Chelsea at the moment, but I think City are ones to keep an eye on as well. Uh, so this is the the best and wor- worst ex- ex- expected goals conceded so far this season, and you can see City there. One well, yeah, two conceded uh, expected goals conceded, which makes them first in the league. Brentford, sec- Brentford second, which is surprising. Interesting. We you you wanted to talk about this, didn't you? That Chelsea don't appear on this list, which for people who are trying to get two or three defenders in is is quite interesting. They've had tricky fixtures to start with, but Aston Villa got in behind, didn't
0: they? Yeah, M- Mendy's been relied upon to make some decent saves, especially in that Villa game. Um... But yeah, as you say, you have to factor in when you look at these stats, the opposition that teams have played so far. So like Brentford being really high, like they have looked solid, but they, they've not had the hardest of fixtures so far. So will that suddenly change? Um, like a lot of people are weighing that up this weekend because Salah versus Ronaldo for captain. Uh, one of the arguments for going for Ronaldo is that uh, the defence, like one he's playing at home and also... Brett Brentford by the numbers, look at tighter defence than Aston Villa. So but then I didn't I didn't what, expect Villa to be fourth either,
1: which is interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um what, one other thing to mention with Villa though this week is that uh, I think Twinsebe who they've been playing, he won't be able to play against United. So they might have to change things at the back, which could could impact them this week. So um yeah, I think I'm I think I think for me I think Brentford they just, they just do look well drilled, don't they? I won't be surprised, like they won't be able to keep that up in the harder fixtures, but I, do, I don't think they'll be like conceding that like, three or four. Um, they just they do look quite quite organised. Um, apart from that lad at the weekend who uh, was on a yellow and then he, he was about to come off and it was quite clear that someone was on the touchline ready to come on for him and he still goes and it's a ridiculous challenge He gets sent off like. I I think he got booked two minutes beforehand as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) Like it wasn't wasn't a long period between bookings.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, interesting that Chelsea have been doing really well defensively. They've just been overperforming. But if you if you believe if you sort of a XG person, I think the fact that they, I think you you do also have to factor in that the fact that they're relying on their keeper to make amazing saves. Like Mendy is a decent keeper, so. Like, that could just keep happening. Um, like United had a spell under... I can't remember if it was Van Gaal or Mourinho were conceding chances so much, but De Gea was just saving everything when he was in his prime. And people... Like, there was a bit of a debate then, like, are United going to be able to keep that up? Or is De Gea going to become human? But for that season, he was just, just insane. So... I think uh, it's, I, I'd probably go, if you decide in between two Chelsea or one Chelsea, one City, I'd probably split that risk and go one Chelsea, one City for that reason. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm aging towards that. So, But the, the, the only thing that maybe uh, people might be looking at is that you can get two Chelsea for cheaper because to get City, you kind of have to go for Diaz or Cancelo, don't you? And they're both six, whereas Chelsea have options a bit cheaper than that. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think about the Whipping Boys then? The team's top of the XGC table. Yeah, there's no real surprise there, is it? Newcastle,
1: Leeds, and Norwich. Uh, Tottenham next, which is interesting. Obviously, they've got the North London Derby at the weekend. But if they take a pummeling again off, if they take a pummeling off Arsenal, coming off the back of two 3 0 no defeats, the questions will start ringing around Nuno, won't they? It? I watched the game at the weekend against Chelsea and Harry Kane, pretty non-existent. At one point, he tried this Hollywood through ball and it didn't come off and the crowd was actually booing him. So it's going to be interesting to see how that situation develops. Um, as, as a Kane owner for two weeks, probably the worst gamble I've had in FPL. I don't think Tottenham is a team that you can touch anytime soon, but those three at the top, especially, if that trend continues. Focusing on players that are playing those teams isn't isn't a bad
0: idea. Um, um, okay. Yeah, so Newcastle and I, I think Le- Leeds expected goals conceded is gonna get worse, I think, as well, with the with the injuries they've got. I, I wouldn't be surprised if West Ham but I think Antonio could have one of those games, like one of those Anton like four goal games like against Norwich a couple of seasons ago. That that, that could easily happen against this makeshift Leeds defence. Um so yeah, and I, then think Norwich, they, I think
1: they concede their chances down the middle as well. at Leeds historically in the past two seasons. So yeah, Antonio's going to thrive off so. that.
0: Well yeah, the, the the way they play, sort of man to man marking etc. It does it just just leave it very open in the, in the middle sometimes. Uh, and yeah, Norwich. So we were talking about Jamal Saar before. He um, Norwich seems to concede a lot down that side where Saw plays. So that's something to look at in, in the future as well. Um, so would it be if i'm just townsend on that side this weekend but um forever and i think uh but yeah something to think about whenever you've got a player playing against norwich uh if if they play on the right they are likely to do well
1: yeah absolutely this is just the table from uh ted talks who we use quite a lot on this podcast he's that's just in further in depth so you've got the top five worst there but it also shows the other good defenses um which is interesting. I didn't expect United's defence to be as, as strong as that. We've looked like they give away a few big chances um past few weeks. So maybe we're too quick to kind of rush shore out of our teams. But I think the teams that you expect to be at the top are at the top in terms of watching games and thinking Leicester. Leicester's an interesting one. Poor, poor start to the season. Obviously, no beat, beating off Brighton. Um, so, yeah, but obviously we've only... F- five weeks into the season, so it's quite difficult to make full assessments, but there is a pattern starting to emerge. And I think last year the pattern that emerged at the start of season kind of continued throughout um, in
0: terms of good and bad defenses. So So from watching Southampton at the weekend, uh at City, do you think it was uh was it more that City didn't do enough or was it that Southampton defended really well? Like have because have they sort of changed tra- because I've seen Arsenal will say that you know they've changed a little bit since last season in terms of how they want to defend, and they're going to try and, a new a new way of defending. Um, so yeah, I'm wondering if if that's going to continue, like because obviously they've got Chelsea soon, which people are looking to target. Do, do you think they'll be able to replicate what they did to City in other big games?
1: I think a bit of both. I think City. Are struggling at the moment without obviously it's an easy assessment to make without a strike. If we don't get an early goal, I think the big beatings that we've had this season already, we've kind of got that early goal and the floodgates have opened. I think we will struggle a bit like United last season in teams that kind of sit back and defend all game. We probably we probably will struggle more so than in the past. But nevertheless, I was very impressed with Southampton. Uh obviously everyone's talking about Livermento, but I think the whole across the back we're very good um i think jack stevens picked up an injury which will be interesting Salisu coming in whether he'll be as good but i think for me the two players from southampton not fpl players but romeo and war Prowse, brilliant in center i think romeo got a bad injury last season that's why southampton kind of slipped down the ranks uh, in the second half of the season so big to have him back i thought he was one of the best players on the pitch but in terms of fpl it's probably Livermore and then i think game week eight um is when um, the fixtures start to get good, and Adam Armstrong. If you're looking, if you're playing Lukaku and Ronaldo up front, he he will start to emerge as a serious option. I think, I think he's second for shots so far this season, um, and he just looks a threat on the break. He he won that penalty that never was against Walker with just with his pace, skip past Diaz quite comfortably. So, I think he he'll be one that teams kind of look to those who have got the two big
0: strikers up front. So it's an interesting one actually, Armstrong, because. In terms of the formation, say if you were going to be wild carding soon, would you go four four two and have a four point five non playing striker so you can have a bigger defence, or would you, or would you keep the three up front and sort of not have as big because essentially Armstrong is kind of competing with like he could end up when people are putting together their drafts he could be competing with someone it could be like A-B a, decision between. Alonso or Cancelo or an extra one of those boys versus Armstrong because it's the same price point. Yeah, for me, if I'm if I'm wild and in game week K, I would have
1: four big at the back. I'll probably have Trent, uh, City defender Chelsea, and then probably another Chelsea or someone similar, and then even and then an neighbour like Duffy, Oliver, Mento. And then I would have three, three midfielders, Salo and then two cheap six, and then Lukaku, Ronaldo, Armstrong. I do, I do think. I think even over Ronaldo's tricky fixtures, I think Ronaldo and Armstrong could match to seven to eight strikers,
0: personally. Interesting. So while, while we've mentioned Ronaldo again, I've just picked up the, the stats that I've mentioning before about him uh, in Serie A last season. So throughout the whole of our season, he blanked... Th- this is from Let's Talk underscore FPL. Uh, he, he blanked 12 times in 31 starts. Uh, and the, the games where he got... So, if, you, if you're going to be keeping him and having him as a 12.5 million asset, as I say before, you kind of want double-digit uh, you want double hauls, really, to get bonus points, etc. So, the games where he got more than one return, th- th- they happened against teams that were 7th, 11th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 19th, and 20th. So, essentially, he, he, he never got... More than one attacking return in any game against the top six last season. So I, I,
1: I know I know these stats are obviously we're, we're not, But is it fair for two different teams to make a comparison? With the, that's just that's just a counter argument. United are probably a different, completely different team to Juventus, especially Juventus finished fourth in the league last season, didn't they? You'd fancy yeah. United to kind of. That's that's just offering a counter argument. Those stats might prove accurate, but I just think. United are obviously set up as quite an attacking team, so it might not necessarily be the case that they'll replicate Juventus's stats from last season.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's um, it's green it's it's one to think about it, it, it's it's good that there is going to be a split because I think teams are going to end up being quite different soon, which is good.
1: Uh, this next uh, segment is just talking in further detail that you sent across. Um, just these the defenders
0: obviously you see Trent Cancelo and Alonso here, don't you? So yeah, this is um the expected goal involvement for the uh for defenders. So Trent's predictably top by a margin. And then it's almost double. And then um your mate Cancelo is is there. So um it's interesting that a lot a lot of this seems to be coming from his shots rather than his chances. he's only created four chances, which is surprising. But he's had nine shots. So um the data seems to be suggesting that he's um He's going to score, so so yeah, that's something to, to look out for as well as just the bankability of City's clean sheets. And then Alonso, we've, I don't think we've talked about him so far this season, have we? Because we, we every, everyone's just assumed that Chillwell's going to come back. But the longest this is it goes, like
1: Justin James last season, isn't it? Game week fifty I still haven't been by like game week fifteen. He was about five point one mil by then. Yeah, it feels like deja vu from that.
0: Yeah, once once Justin got to like over five last season, I was just like, "There's no point in me getting him now. I missed the boat." But yeah, it, Alonso. So he's already risen from five point five to five point eight. So if you are going to get him, it is kind of like next week, or or he's going to be like six million if he keeps playing. It's just there is that risk, isn't there? But it's been so long of Chilwell not. I, I don't. I don't know if has he been directly asked why Chilwell isn't playing. Yeah, he said said, he's
1: hinted that he struggled with mental health at being dropped by England. Obviously, didn't get any minute. Did did he play at all for England? I can't remember if he got one game or not. But that's what Tuchel hinted at last week that he struggled from being. Because obviously, right up until the Euros, he was number one left back, wasn't he? And then Shaw kind of emerged from nowhere. So I think Mm -hmm. that kind of big impact on on him. Well, that's what Tuchel was into at. Right.
0: Well, uh, the fact that he's just playing well as well, like, it's not like he's. Dropping clangers every week and etc. Where you think like Tuchel can't wait to bring Tuchel back. I'm, he's probably happy just to keep playing Alonso the way he's, do, he's doing. So his stats are twelve chances created, nine shots, six shots inside the box, three shots on target. So it's kind of um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's kind of playing. I think the the fact that he's, the wing back helps. He, he doesn't have to defend that much, which is where he's looked awful in the past playing in the back four. So um, I don't know definitely... how much of this is from the Spurs game, but Alonso looked like he was playing up front against Spurs. It was it was crazy. Yeah, um, he's 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 got great technique, I know. When it comes to shooting, like so, so, some of the some of the ways that sometimes when a ball, ball there was one that came up to him and it was kind of like knee height, and he somehow managed to get over it and ping in a decent strike, which had to be saved. Um, so yeah, I think. So, how would you rank the Chelsea defenders if you were gonna? It's tricky, isn't it? I think what makes it difficult is if you go for Alonso
1: and Cancelo, you've got the double the double risk there, aren't you? The double jeopardy that they might get risked. I almost think you go for if you if you if you set on a City and Chelsea defender, it's either Alonso and Diaz or Cancelo and Rudiger. I'd say. I think if you go for both, you you. you you dicing with death, really, in that situation. But it's just whether you think, whether you think Alonso and Diaz or Cancelo and Rudiger, I think I, I
0: struggled to split them both, really. To be honest, it's something I like to do. But to pick you up on your funny phrases, you say dicing with death. Yes, <laughs> dicing with death. We'll have the coin that phrase, get it? To see, to see if I, see if the Oxford Dictionary <laughs> had it next. next
1: yeah. well, You'll tell if you have Alonzo and Cancelo in one week, you could you could easily see him both benches. you just be like, "What?" No, yeah, no, I, I know what
0: you mean. It's just fun, funny the, the way you said it, dicing <laughs> with death. Um,
1: probably, probably over egging it a bit.
0: Um, so yeah, I, it reminds me of the decision last season when people were wondering whether to go Stone, Stones or, or Diaz. and then a week later, Stones got two goals right out of nowhere. Do you remember that game? And the yeah, people, I had Stones, people, yeah. And everyone else was left left in the mud, as it were. Um, yeah. So I, I could see something similar happening. It's going to be a tricky call between Catello and Alonso, and then what one of them will absolutely fly, and it'll be one of those tricky like toss up calls that people have to make. And then, or, or maybe maybe they'll both do really well. Uh, but yeah, it, it'd be tricky to go with both of them, wouldn't it? Because as you say, are you in agreement
1: that it is probably that pair, either pair.
0: Yeah, R- 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 Rudiger's, James, maybe. Yeah. I think I'd I'd go I, I in terms of the pecking order, I'd go I'd say Reese James is below Alonso and Rudiger, I think. Just because Callum Hudson the door, he can come in on that side, as can be moved to the right back or wing back. And I think has um what's he called? The the, the young lad who um scored on his Talibur, home day, yeah. right? Yeah, could he, he I think he could play there as well. So I don't know. I'm not as convinced on Reese James as that wasn't the start. Um it feels like he did, has
1: more competition than Alonso, isn't it? It's fight strength fight, Alonso and Chua.
0: And um th- the other one to mention at Chelsea is uh, Christensen. Um because he's quite a bit cheaper. I think he's still five. Uh and the game he missed earlier was it was because I think Tushu because he, he played so much of the international break for Denmark. Yeah. So but if you're going to get four games from every five from him for five million to get into Chelsea's defense, that's also workable. So, so yeah, it's it's good. I'm I'm gonna wait and see. I think for me, it's it's over the next two games. See see who looks the main option. But I think you're probably right. Don't go for Cancelo and Alonso unless you've got a very high risk tolerance. Yeah, it
1: depends what your bench
0: is as well. If, you, if you've got a well, a liver might
1: kind of. Especially when the games start to turn in eight, you can probably afford to bait that risk because they have some such strong fixtures. So yeah, I don't I will not completely div- dismiss it. I just think you're asking for trouble. Um yeah, so we've we touched on Alonso, aren't we? These are the surprise, we've touched on Livermento as well. So probably the three surprise factors to this season so far, I'd say. Um, which I think of anyone else who probably above these three. I just think Livermento, he's not got the points, yeah, he's had two clean sheets, hasn't he? But he's not had a he had one game where he had an assist and the guy missed an open net. I can't which game that was. Um and obviously we talked about Alonso just keeps firing, looks unbelievable in that Chelsea team. And then also Brighton, as someone who's got double Brighton defence, obviously started the start into this season. Well, I think the the Twitter admin's having a bit of a laugh, the Brighton guy, because every game I think their XG now is worse than the other team and he just keeps <laughs> He just keeps quote and just saying, "Here we go again," and stuff like just making a joke that obviously last year it never came to fruition, and this year they're kind of getting the luck that they deserve. Um, so I just, it's just a very strong defense. Um, anyone who play in the wild card, that that Cucurello who came in at left wing back looked very good uh, against Leicester. So I just think if you're going for Sanchez, then maybe that's enough. But if you've got another keeper in mind, obviously Ramsdale. So I, I think I think Brighton are still quite uh, a good team to keep in terms of defense.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's just a shame they don't have like a really good attacking option for us to consider. But um... <laughs> no one's going near Neil Mopai, are they? Or oh, well, Beck. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, we we I guess we've we've, we've done so much on Alonso, we can kind of skip his his mention. Uh, so we'll move on to
1: quickly. Um, conscious that we're running close to an hour, but this is the new game uh, that we're playing this year: Snog Maria Void, which is in classic FPL terms, buy, hold, sell. Um, so it's it's all related to our team. So it's players that we want in in our team, players that we're holding our team, no matter what, and then players that we're looking to sell. Um, anything you want to add to that before we run through?
0: No, yeah, let's get into it. Who are you, you snugging? So we've obviously talked about the
1: Chelsea players' defence uh, this week. Um, I will. I'm definitely going to bring in one. I'm just not sure who yet, um, whether it's Lonzo Rüdiger, but one man I'm looking to bring in, I think his fixtures start to turn, game week nine is, is Conor Gallagher. I think we talked about him last week in the Liverpool game, he played well again despite losing 3-0. He was on all the set pieces, I think, all the corners. Um, I just think at 5.7 mil, he he's a good 5.6 heading into 5.7. I think he's due to rise soon, but yeah, I just think, I just think he's offering great value, and I do I do think once those fixture stats so he's he's going to be a great asset. He looks really good on the eye.
0: Yeah, uh, he, he's one of the ones who, who yeah it enables having 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 him in at five point six. He'll probably be five point seven by the time I can get to him. But yeah, that um, what he's offering at that price point is yeah really good, and it enables you to do amazing things to the rest of your team. Uh, I just hope he does keep the, um, set, piece, the set pieces because that's such a big part of his threat.
1: Yeah, definitely. And someone who owns Rafinha and Ben Ram, I'm not sold on both, uh, especially with the injuries and uh, for Leeds. So, yeah, he's the one I'm looking at. Uh, Mario, hit an easy one this week. Just... Just emphasising really that I'm, I've am i kind of committed now to this free premium, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it through unless something drastically goes wrong. I'm, I'm going to see it through with Lukaku and Ronaldo. I, I just think the I test last two and obviously stats stats backing up. So I just think it's going to be interesting this week if he scores again against Villa to see what other members of the community are doing, including yourself, Mr Mindy. So I just think it's going to be interesting to see how everyone approaches it. But he's going to be one that's staying in my team.
0: And uh, so if you still had your wild card, would you... And you were wildcarded in like seven or eight when other people are doing it. Would you be as committed to keeping him still as well?
1: It's probably easy for me to say because I've already made the decision. I don't got to lie in my bed, but that that'll probably be more of a decision. Uh I'd still edge towards I just I just I just fear going without him. I just I just think obviously twelve point five in the tough fixtures, but you can see him getting a couple of goals in any game, to be honest. Especially if you get a penalty. Cool. Yeah, fair point. And avoid it. Quite tricky because I'm looking at my team this week, and I actually actually think it's it's quite good. Uh, but it'd be harsh to do Marcel avoid after bringing him in. Oh, it probably showed bad management uh, in a way. Yeah, but he I'd, I'd he, just... he would
0: have been he would have been my avoid this week from your team. It's Get the WWE wrestler out, out of the team. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I just think once, eight, he's, eight once Nuri... he's dropped, eight Nuri could just come in at any point now. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably one that I'll give another couple of games. So I, I just thought it'd be quite reactionary to do, Marcel. Um, I just think uh, looking elsewhere, uh, just because just of Leeds' is injuries, obviously if Aylin's out and Bamford's out this weekend, and there's, there's a flag over Rafinha as well. So if he, if he does get confirmed injured, then probably will leave me a decision to make, whether to bring in Sissoko again or look to bring in Gallagher or someone else like that um, in for Rafinha. Um, if he's fit. Then I'm not looking to make any changes this week. I, I want no. I want two transfers for the for the Chelsea swing next week. Um, but yeah, it's just one to keep an eye on. I think with Leeds, I think if they take a battering against West Ham at the weekend in an injury savage squad, there's going to be question marks about whether they can stay up this year. Which I never thought I would say uh, at the start of the season. I just, I just think if the injuries start to pile up and that confidence kind of goes, playing that kind of high octane style. You can ship goals for fun, isn't it? And they have to score two or three to win a game, which is easy said, harder said than done.
0: Yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, I think uh, now that we're getting on to what we're doing this week, um, on a similar theme, I might be getting rid of Bamford for kind of similar reasons. Going back to um, Antonio. Um, I've just looked at the teams for tonight in the league cup, and yeah, Antonio's not playing, so doesn't, he's, he's not, not playing. playing. He didn't play at weekend, obviously, so that's interesting. Well, I, I, th- I think in a league cup game, it's just not worth the risk—is it? Of getting him getting injured. Um, yeah. So uh, he's he's not on the bench either. So I, d- I don't know whether that's maybe something more to it or not. But we will look into that. But I, I <laughs> not, think, I think it's not just... another flag, not another flag. I think um, if he's just getting a full rest, I think that bodes well. For, for for Antonio. So, yeah, I think that might just be what I do. And the fact that Bamford's got this slight like, doubt over him just puts me off as well. And then, for, for me, it's Captain, Captain Ronaldo this week. I don't think I'm... I think mean, just the I fact, fact that he's at, he's, yeah, he's at home. He takes so many shots, as you've said. Um, but Villa, like, they... They are gonna to have to rethink things without Twin at the back. And um and yeah, just the fact that Brentford have looked quite solid, even though Salah's playing some of the best football in play. I think I think, yeah, I think I'm gonna go Ronaldo back the back the player that's playing the the slightly worse defence, I think. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to join you, Ronaldo,
1: this week. And then next week's going to be interesting because obviously Chelsea's fixtures turn. And then the people that have kind of kept Ronaldo, Everton at home, if their injuries are still, still there in the squad, uh, especially with Pick if Pickford's out, then it'll leave a decision next week, won't it? Whether they're Lukaku or Ronaldo. So that, that'll be interesting too. It We're talking about Leeds here, looking to get rid of them. You see him top of the fixture ticker for the next five. So it's Leeds and Chelsea, then Southampton, which we touched on. Their fixtures turn for the better in a in well Wolves is not a tough game now after last weekend so it means to see our Wolves bounce back but yeah Southampton's a team looking to target over the next few weeks uh, hopefully Leeds can kind of bring it back but yeah captain Ronnie for me this week cool I think um, we've just that... got a, a question before we finish from from me but... I think he's a new new watcher um, so he's his team is Darlow Wampasaka Matip Christensen Zaha Rafinha Mane Benrahma Bamford Antonio Ronaldo, so that's got a few differentials there. Any game week seven, does he take a minus eight to bring in Lukaku for Bamford, or just straight up for Ronaldo? Uh, game First game week like
0: seven, like... so that's that's next week, isn't it? Yeah, has he just got his week wrong? Does he mean for this week? I'm assuming it's. Uh, I'm assuming because yeah, it seems think, I, he won't week. be
1: bringing in Lukaku for, against City, will he? Unless he's maverick. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Mate. Okay. So. The car, what, what, what why would it be a minus eight though? Because I'm assuming if he's unless he's he's already made his transfer, if he's not saving a transfer this week, he might have already done something. Um it's, like, it's, a, confusing, it's a confusing question, isn't it? I think in game week seven, uh well if it's I a minus making, eight
1: it, I presume he's making. I, a I don't think it's worth it.
0: I don't think it's a minus. I don't think it's worth a minus eight. That's what I'd say. Given the fact that Southampton have just held City to a nil-nil, I'd maybe just wait a week and bring him in for free in game in a game with Kate. If that if that makes it easier, a minus eight isn't worth it, is it? no uh, uh, yeah sorry boo uh the
1: question was a bit confusing but uh, hopefully we answered it i don't think i am bring i don't think i would take a minus eight i'm always willing yeah, to take a minus eight unless my squad really needs it
0: if we've completely misunderstood the question um feel free to tweet send us a dm on twitter or instagram and we'll answer it properly on there send us a screenshot of your team or something um but yeah that's it for this week best um best of luck everyone um it's going to be a bit of a 50-50 captaincy call between Salah and Ronaldo for a lot of people. Um, and then, yeah, catch you, um, catch you next week. See that. Who did you have in your fantasy football team this weekend? And how did they get on?
1: So to be really good at, you need to take people in, draw people out, and then make sure you're doing these booths here and there. And I'm like, you- got
0: myself and my own fantasy team. Got myself my own fantasy team. Got myself in my own fantasy team. There's too much tinkering around for
1: me. Straighten the phone and check who the captain was, what points he got, and where they come from the fantasy league. So I don't play it. I, I live in the real world, not the fantasy world.